I V M. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Musafir Stories, India's very own travel podcast, where each week we share the journey of travelers in their own words and relive their experiences with you, our listeners. Hi guys, I'm your host Saif with my co-host Faiza, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Musafir Stories. Now, before we get on with today's episode, a quick shout out for Hubhopper. Hubhopper is India's very own podcast app with the largest directory of podcasts that brings you thousands of unique shows and stories from every imaginable genre. You can now listen to your favorite travel podcast, The Musafir Stories on Hubhopper. That is H-U-B-H-O-P-P-E-R. So go on and download the Hubhopper app from the App Store or the Play Store now. And if you like it, make sure to leave a review and share it with your friends and family. A couple of quick announcements before we get on with today's episode. First off, a humble request to all our listeners to come forward and help out our fellow countrymen in Nagaland who have been suffering tremendous losses in terms of lives and property due to the incessant rains, flooding and landslides. It is our duty to help in any way possible during this hour of need. Details of the Chief Minister's Relief Fund are shared in the show notes. Thank you. Another special announcement for the listeners this time. As a part of the International Podcast Day celebrations, you, the listener, will have a chance to get featured on the Musafir Stories podcast and share your travel story in just three simple steps. Get on to our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Find the post related to the International Podcast Day and just leave a comment with these details. One, an Indian destination that you have traveled to and would like to share on the podcast. Two, why should one travel to this place? And three, share any blog links or social media posts of your journey to this destination. You can also email us with these details using our website if that's easier to you. The most interesting pitch will be chosen and announced during a special episode to be aired on International Podcast Day. So you have time till the 29th of September to turn your entries in. Good luck! As for today's episode, we have with us Kaushal Karkhanis, also known as the exotic gringo, a slow traveler and a polyglot who believes in immersive cultural experiences. Let's jump into the episode and find out more. Kaushal, thank you so much for being a part of the Musafir Stories and welcome to the podcast. Hi Kaushal, welcome to the podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for having me over. Kaushal, uh, the introduction that we gave about you is quite short. Why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners about yourself, about how traveling got to you and also about your blog's name. It's quite an interesting name. Yeah, <laughs> sure. So, uh, so I actually started uh, traveling on my own perhaps in uh, 2007. Oh, yeah, okay. 2007 is, is when I started uh, traveling solo. Uh-huh. It started off with uh, what still remains my favorite place ever, which is Goa. Um, <laughs> so I did four trips in a, in a whole year, and uh, that's when I realized the travel bug had bitten already. Perfect. Uh-huh. Um, in that same year, I also did Bhutan, and that was followed by an epic trip to South America the next year. Uh-huh. And that was a life-changing thing for me, and that's when uh, not just travel, but also blogging started. Yeah. Yes. So as for the name, uh, so like I said, the South America trip was a life-changing one. Uh-huh. Um, so 
the way we say firangs or uh, uh, you know the way we mm-hmm. we call out foreigners here in india right uh, as firangs in south america uh, they are referred to as uh, gringos oh okay now it's debatable whether gringo is uh, is a good word or a bad <laughs> word depending on context depending on context but in today's dnh uh, it's actually become a very uh, cool word actually Uh-huh. which just means foreigner it does not mean anything derogatory it just uh, it is just somebody who's a foreigner in south america okay. so because i was an indian traveling in south america at that time okay. uh, the locals would keep telling me that oh you are like an exotic gringo for us <laughs> and i i just, I just love that <laughs> That's an interesting story, yeah. Yeah, it's a very quirky name. And uh, if I'm not wrong, there was, I think, a Mel Gibson movie also, right? Uh, not the exotic gringo, but yes. the gringo or something yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. A couple of uh, movies by those names. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So we're really excited. And um, yeah, I would, uh, as we begin the interview, as we begin this conversation, I'd like to give a big shout out. uh to Carson's blog as well uh, it's a very interesting blog especially for those looking at uh travel to the south, south american countries he's done that extensively so please do go and check out Carson's blog exoticgringo.com i got that right right Carson? thanks guys yep. yep thank you guys awesome so what we usually do Carson when we have travelers like you come over and speak with us we request them to take us on a journey with them and tell us everything about that place everything from a to z about that place so with that in mind where are you taking us and our listeners to today oh i'm taking you guys to my favorite place in the whole world which still happens to be goa uh-huh. despite going all around the world it's for me it's just yeah, goa is still my favorite place uh-huh. and uh specifically i'm going to take you to the riverside goa okay yeah. that's interesting it's yeah. Yeah, yeah it's because beachside goa is it's now kind of oversaturated and of course it's it's, it's way more commercial now right. but for a, a, a much more peaceful simpler life i now prefer the riverside of the state okay uh, just because of its uh, charm its glory it's still retained Mm. Okay. We are all yours because I think up till now every person that we've heard about has always spoken about the beaches in Goa. We don't get to hear much about the rivers, so yes. And that's all... not to say that's not to say the beaches aren't beautiful. They still are. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But I just because I like my tranquility and peace. <laughs> you know, I prefer the riverside, non-commercial Goa. Yeah, and also very. Um... less spoken of also right kaushal because mm-hmm. uh, as i was reading up on this i noticed that there is while there is about 100 kilometers of coastline right while there is 100 kilometers of beaches etc roughly in goa mm-hmm. uh, the river um, like the inland waterways right the river yes part of goa is uh, close to 300 kilometers so that's quite a bit of um, it's like a lifeline to go also in terms of uh, providing water and trade and all of that stuff so uh, yeah very underrated in that sense too absolutely i mean historically also civilizations have always been based on the banks of rivers absolutely. because they are the lifelines of uh, you know civilization or just uh, life right yeah correct Yeah so go on we're all yes as Pfizer said and uh, we want to find out more because uh, we've always just been enamored by the beaches of Goa this far but uh, we're waiting to uh, find out more about the hidden gem that's the riverside of Goa so lay this out for us Kaushal where are you taking us to and uh, what are the rivers that you want to be covering All right so if you were to look at it Goa has 11 uh, main rivers mm-hmm. of course if you have if you count tributaries there are way more i don't know the exact statistics <laughs> but Uh, there are 11 main rivers yeah among them uh, the ones which i know of or i'm kind of familiar with i'll start from the top the first one being uh, terekol or tirakol 
Okay. Okay. Followed by Shapora. Then you come down south to Baga. Then there is the Mapsa and the Mandovi rivers. Okay. And you keep going south. There is the Zuari. There is the Sal, and there is one more which I forget the name of. Mm-hmm. Then there are the backwaters in the south, uh, the Agonda and the Palolim backwaters, which are my favorite areas. Okay. Uh, there's also the Talpona and the Galjibag rivers. The beaches also get the names uh, from the rivers, sure. Talpona, Galjibag. And then there is also the Kola Beach Lagoon. So now this is the only part of Goa which I have not been to yet. They say that that's the best and the most beautiful part of Goa, the uh-huh. Kola Beach and the Blue Lagoon there. But I've kind of kept that as uh, a grand finale. I'm still I'm still <laughs> to explore that place. Despite exploring Goa for the last 15 years, I still haven't been to this place. Um, okay. So let's start from the top, yeah, uh, from Tirakol. Yeah, so Tirakol, uh, like I was saying, it divides Maharashtra and Goa in a way. So right. it, it's uh, so, so an interesting characteristic to this uh, part of Goa. Uh-huh. Although it technically divides Maharashtra and Goa, there is a tiny little bit of Goa which is north of the Tirakol River mm-hmm. and that's the Tirakol Fort. Mm-hmm. Now, Tirakol Fort is now converted into a, a hotel, a heritage hotel, mm-hmm. but the fort is accessible to public as well. It's a beautiful place. Uh, I, I just recently went there, when I'm saying recently, just last year. Oh, okay. wow. So, it's a lovely place. I've been wanting to go there for a long time. Uh-huh. Now, uh, like I said, so the fort is accessible to everyone else. You can also go to the restaurant and the hotel and stay there. If you... But that river is an underrated, lesser-known river. Mm. Even south of that, there is the Gary Beach, which, again, most people don't go to. Mm. The northernmost that people go to is Arambol. Right, but, right. Uh, so, Tirakol and its backwaters are absolutely stunning. Mm. It's actually also a great picturesque location. When you go from Arambol towards Gary, mm-hmm. by bus, by car, whatever, that's one of the most beautiful drives of Goa, according to me. Mm. So, especially the monsoons or just post the monsoon when the, when the season begins right mm-hmm. is when this region is lush green it's got these tiny islands on in the backwaters i don't know how accessible they are i have not been there okay. but it makes for a great site it's very beautiful so i have often stopped there just to soak in that site take pictures mm-hmm. and uh, continue on my way towards either carry or arambol perfect Awesome. Interesting, and then yeah. as you head southwards from here is when you move towards the Kerry village, you said, right? That's right. So Kerry village. And then we, when you go south from that, there is Arambol, mm. Mandrem. So now I'm talking to the beaches, right? There is mm-hmm. Arambol, then there is Mandrem, mm-hmm. uh, Patnem, and then Morjim. Okay. So as you keep going south from there, so these are all the beaches. I'm going to skip through those because we're sure. talking about riverside. Uh-huh. Right. So you go down south to from Morji and then you come towards the Shapora River, which is my favorite river in Goa. Oh, okay. And uh, why is that? Why is it my favorite? It's just because it's it's, uh, it's super tranquil. Huh. It is not... Uh, I mean, very few people even go uh, for a boat ride or, oh, okay. a, or leisurely. It's not really a bird sanctuary or anything, but okay. if you just go there on your own, mm-hmm. it's according to me, it's no less than a bird sanctuary. It's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll, you'll also find these water buffaloes no. Chilling around there, <laughs> so it's a very. It's according to be the most perfect. tranquil. So yeah. I'm letting you in my secret. It's it's according to be the most tranquil part of Goa. As mm-hmm. you go inland, uh-huh. as you go down the river, basically, and this river divides Morji to the north, and mm-hmm. then there is the Siolim village, and uh, further south, then there is Shapora and Vagator. Okay. 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 So this whole region is my favorite region in Goa, just because it's. Despite it being so beautiful, so lush, mm-hmm. it's not as touristy as uh, as you 
polish up my history and my geography i guess so um, yeah yeah carry on uh, kaushal i was just giving you a little bit of a context around that um, sure so i from my from my little known uh, history history knowledge uh-huh. i can tell you that shapora actually gets its name from shahapura because uh-huh. of shapura and uh, from what i gather again i have little knowledge just dangerous uh, that used to be a mughal uh, territory at some point in time and therefore shahapura and then okay. that's Shapora. Mm-hmm. So then, of course, the Portuguese came came in, and everything changed. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm, interesting. And also about the other places in the vicinity, do you want to call out some of the ones that sure. you mentioned? Mm-hmm. Sure. So now, so like I said, this is my favorite uh, region, right? So there's also the Shapora Fort, which was right. made famous by Pilcha Tahir. Sure. <laughs> uh, oh, <yes. laughs> that's around it is this fishing village of Shapora. Uh-huh. Uh, there's the jetty which you can uh, take boats rides around mm. uh then there is the vado and the siolim region all around just tranquil beautiful so if you ask me about things to do here there are perhaps less of things to do mm. but if your idea of having a great uh, vacation or a trip is to just walk around soaking in nature's beauty then uh, then according to me there is no better place in goa than this and maybe south of goa but mm. but in the north this is my favorite region Awesome, awesome. Uh, as you go inland, mm-hmm. uh, when I'm saying inland, I mean down the river. Mm. You go towards the the area of Kolwale, which is again this old fishing village, mm-hmm. which has which has one of my favorite properties uh, in all of Goa. Okay, again, super tranquil. If you when they talk about pin drop silence, that's when I understand what pin drop means. It's oh, that okay. <laughs> and then, what was the property and- you were referring to? Oh, the the property is called Casa Colwale. Okay, Casa Colwale. It's one of my favorite, perhaps number one favorite property in Goa. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, and and while we're at it, um, how did you get about Goa? I know I've seen like a lot of tourists get on their um get on their own rides, like uh, yeah. renting an Activa and stuff like that, and get around Goa. But uh, what was your mode of transport, Kaushal? So I have done Goa in. Perhaps all kinds of available transport except the sea route, which is now opening up. Okay. Uh, now you even have a ferry. I don't know if uh, most of your listeners would know this, but but now there is a ferry that can take you from the airport, which is the Vasco region, okay. all the way to Panji, and they are going to eventually uh, also start services towards Shapora. Mm. Okay. So this is going to be a pretty interesting way of navigating around Goa pretty soon. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Except for this, I've done all kinds of transport, right from buses. <laughs> which is the most budget way of traveling around uh-huh. to renting a bike and going around on your own or renting a car and going around on your own or then there are so goa has this very unique concept of pilots which are essentially bike taxis mm, right right so you ride pillion and the rider is just going to take you around nice, uh, nice. perhaps half the price of a 
regular taxi. That's uh-huh. pretty interesting. Right, yeah. Yeah. And you so, can enjoy the city better as well, I think, when you're on a bike. That's right. So, so if you have the most time and you are, you're short on your budget, then the best way is buses. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the only challenge with buses is they, are, they work on a hub and node system. So right. if you have to go from, say, Vagator to Panji, you can't go directly from Vagator to Panji. You have to go from Vagator to Mapsa, Mapsa to Panji, and then get to your destination. Okay, okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Goa is pretty small uh, as a state, but to get around it as well, there's a number of available ways of, um, modes of transport, if I may. Absolutely. And it's only getting better. Exactly. It's only getting better. Exactly. So, I also forgot to mention that the Goa tourism is also not tied up with this this company called Oho Goa, Mm. uh, Hop On, Hop Off Goa. So now they have also started these awesome services, which okay. have a couple of routes, uh, North Goa, South Goa, Punji itself. So you can just hop onto that. I think it's great value. So you pay like, I think, 300 bucks okay. and you can spend the whole day going around either North Goa, uh, Punji and uh, just explore all of that if you just have one day. Okay. okay, wonderful, nice. wonderful. So for somebody who's short on time, yeah. there's this, and then some somebody who has time and wants to do slow travel, you can always rent a bike and go around the place like Kaushal has done. Um, and okay. as as you said, right, the only one that's remaining is the ferry service now, uh, the sea route. And uh, you can probably save that for your next trip, Kaushal. <laughs> it's not far away, totally. I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. So now that we have explored uh, some of uh, Japora and the places in the vicinity, right? Uh, where do we continue uh, heading off towards, uh, heading off southwards, I'm assuming, right? Yep. So as we go, go down south, then there is the Baga and the Mapsa rivers. Right. Okay. Now, these are again pretty commercial areas. So sure. I don't know if I should get into this in detail. Okay. Uh, Baga, Arpora, Kandolim, uh, I think these regions most people are pretty familiar with. Yep. The river there is kind of underrated because uh, there are a lot of properties even by the riverside there. Mm. Even the flea market is usually around the uh, around the riverside. No, sure. So that's pretty. So that's that's one of the landmarks. But people forget that it's on the on the riverside. <laughs> yeah, so especially the especially the Arpora uh, night markets. I think right. That's, that's right. Uh, one that's which is very popular. Yeah. Correct. Yep, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So there are there are a couple of markets now, but uh, it, they're they're always in or around uh, the riverside. Mm. Okay. So, so as we go down south towards Mapsa uh, River and its backwaters, mm-hmm. this is an area which I have recently started just discovering. Okay. My friend Sharanya, she was on your show yeah. so yeah. <laughs> she had, she was she did this extensively, and you know, so has Shivya, who's also a fellow travel blogger. Right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys have uh, extensively explored these regions. There's mm-hmm. Karona, uh, Olaulim. Mm-hmm. Orzue and uh, Aldona villages or regions. Okay. Now these are again lesser known, lesser explored regions, but again by the riverside of the Mapsa River. Mm-hmm. Very beautiful. I mean, if you just take a random picture there, you could just call yourself a photographer, <laughs> saying, "Look how beautiful this picture is." <laughs> you know, that's that's how beautiful these regions are. Wow. I know it's very difficult when you just say it's beautiful, but there's no other way to explain. Okay. It's just lush green. It's not. It's not as commercial. There are no tall buildings, uh-huh. uh, have heritage properties. So it's just, that to me is just a yeah. great way of living. Yeah, and I think beauty is like when that green of the trees meets the blue of the water and the water just and goes... And the browns of the earth. Yes, absolutely. exactly. Yeah. So that's perfect. And the sky, <laughs> of course, the play of totally. colors. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's a great region. Uh, I just went to Korzue and Aldona, but the Ololim and Corona areas I still have to explore. Mm, okay. Um, 
Hoshua and Aldona are uh, again regions where you can go to by bus, mm-hmm. but you will need a lot of time. So don't go there for just a day. You will need at least two days okay. to explore that region. Okay. And things things to do there would be nothing. Just <laughs> just soak in and <laughs> relax. Uh, yes. Soak in the local vibe. Oh, wow. um, so I'll come down south towards uh, Mandovi, which is a, okay. uh, which is perhaps the heart of Goa. Yeah, you know, and one of the bigger rivers also, right? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. The Mandovi and Zuari. Uh, Zuari, according to me, the biggest rivers in Goa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Mandovi is, uh, besides being a trade route, besides being uh, also open to uh, a lot of casinos, and, well, that's, so casinos are a very debatable and a tricky thing, <laughs> for, especially for Goans. Uh-huh. Um, but because it brings business, uh, you know, it's a very difficult decision for uh, whether or not to allow them. Mm. But that's, so... Mandovi houses all of that. There is there are the casinos. There are also these cruises, which people can just go out on a luxury or a leisure mm. cruise. Okay. But the region is again, although it is a, uh, although it's right by the capital, the Panji, it's still not uh, well. If you look at the constructions going on there, right now there's a third bridge coming up, a steel bridge which is massive. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing which is a little which can possibly intimidate you. But otherwise, that region is still. Pretty, pretty nice and clean when you compare it to the rest of India. At least mm. it's still, okay. uh, it's still very charming to me, especially Panji. Mm. Okay. So Panji for me is all about these heritage walks, Fontenas, mm. uh, Old Goa. These regions are actually even accorded the UNESCO sure. World Heritage mm-hmm. Walk uh, title, right? So yeah. these are lovely, beautiful regions to just walk around. Again, by the riverside, uh, uh, on the north of that, there is Reis Magos. Mm-hmm. Then there is, uh, and as you go south, there is Panji, Old Goa, Rivandar. But what's what's pretty interesting about the Mandovi River is that it also has a lot of tiny islands, okay. tiny and big, both tiny and large. Uh-huh. Um, so it has two islands, which I recently discovered just about two months ago, okay. which is the Wanshi and the Saint Esteva Island. Okay. Uh, so Saint Esteva Island is actually a place which has the smallest ferry crossing in Goa. Oh, it's so okay. small that you can literally have a conversation with the person uh-huh. <laughs> on the opposite side. <laughs> I'm not, not exaggerating. Okay. It's, yeah, that's how small the ferry ride is. But it's uh-huh. super, uh, it's super, I mean, for lack of a better word, it's cute. Uh-huh. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a very interesting uh, experience to have there. Then there is the Divar Island and the Shorao Island. Okay. Uh, Divar Island is a uh, is to me a great place to explore if you have not a bike but I would say bicycle yeah, okay. because bikes are of course a good way to get around from point A to point B but if mm-hmm. you just want to explore a place like an island mm-hmm. like a Divar or a Shorao mm-hmm. perhaps the best way would be to do it on a cycle uh, okay. Shorao Island also has the Dr. Salim Ali Bird Sanctuary yep. right, right. Our, uh, uh, our own Birdman right <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I would say that if you're going there for the for bird spotting, uh-huh. pretty much all of Goa is a great place for that. You don't necessarily have to go to Shorao Island for that. Okay. Okay. Uh, but it's a lovely, tranquil place. You can go there uh, ideally in the mornings, mm-hmm. early mornings as early as possible, mm-hmm. or then evenings before sundown, so that you can uh, at least see things. Mm. I think those are the best timings to spot birds as well. Yeah. So yeah. Totally. Yeah, early mornings, ideally. Right. Awesome. And and, uh, just to touch upon, um, because we are also visiting these little islands, right, while uh, we are by the river, uh, in terms of the architecture of the place, um, 
do these places still have that stark uh, Portuguese influence um, like, uh, that we were speaking of earlier? So I would think that the islands have a mixed heritage. So it's got okay. so Saint Estevan especially is got has a very mixed heritage. It's got a little bit of Portuguese and Catholic influence, and then there is a little bit of Hindu influence. Okay. It's, uh, so it's mixed. I I I, I don't understand architecture, but I can tell that it's a mixed kind of a uh, heritage there, right? Yeah. So there as well mm-hmm. as. So, so as you go towards the mainland, which is Panchi, mm. you will find mostly uh, Portuguese influence. But the islands have a very mixed uh, kind of a heritage. Yeah, okay. So wonderful. Yeah. Now that we've seen uh, parts of um, Mandovi and the areas surrounding villages around it, uh, where do you head off to from here, Kaushal? Oh, before we head south, mm. do you want me to pause for a bit and talk about the food? Where, uh, since oh, we yes. <laughs> Panchi. Yeah. Uh, since I promise I'm gonna, I'm gonna absolutely uh, otherwise Fazal go crazy <laughs> <laughs> so so this is specifically for uh, I'll first start about what's there for the pescatarians for people who love fish yes sure. please yeah so around Panji some of my favorite places to be uh, one is this place called Anand Ashram it's uh-huh. like a it's basically a very simple uh, restaurant it's a budget place uh, a thali there costs roughly 100 rupees okay. maybe less Wow. Maybe less, but it but it's an unlimited thali. You can eat as much as you want. Seriously, wow! <laughs> yes, so it's uh, a, a local friend of mine introduced me to this place. So of course, it's got to be legendary. Right. So this place, you you will get uh, a fish thali for less than hundred bucks. And uh, my favorite fish around around here are the locals. So if you go there, typically uh, a tourist would be served a kingfish mm-hmm. or shark and all these uh, fish which are commercial. Mm-hmm. But if you ask the locals, uh-huh. for them, their favorites are Zonak. That's okay. C-H-O-N-A-K. Zonak. Oh, okay. okay. That's also now become my favorite just because I hang around there with a lot of locals. <laughs> you know, I, I love the taste as well. Uh-huh. Really? Okay. Uh, there nice. is Zonak and uh-huh. there is Motso, M-O-D-S-O. Okay. I've never heard of uh, these names, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They also love a lot of clams and shells. Uh-huh. So locals usually eat a lot of those. All right. And uh, of course, there are different kinds of uh, preparations. There is shakuti, there is vindaloo. Mm-hmm. So yes. there, are, there are a bunch of different... a lot of vindaloos, yeah. Pork vindaloo, yes. chicken, mutton vindaloo, yes. Yep. So there are a bunch of preparations. But then uh, if you want to try something very, very local, then uh-huh. one is unnatural. There is okay. one more slightly on the higher side in terms of pricing, mm-hmm. but a great experience overall. Uh-huh. Kokani Canteen. Kokani Canteen? Okay. okay. That's right, yeah, Kaufman. So that's also that was also told to me by a local, and uh, love that place, uh, amazing food. So sometimes the service there would be a little not so good because it's so popular. Okay. Uh, okay. But go there for the food and forget about the service. Absolutely, and <laughs> I, mean, I mean, think we should try the local fish also. Yes. Yes. Right, because Must, I mean, I mean, you would get like the kingfish and all the other fishes here in your whichever city you're staying in. But these fishes, what you just mentioned, never heard of them. Maybe totally. maybe they're locally called something else here, but you never know. You might not be getting them as well. So and, yeah, okay, we have to try the new ones. <laughs> <laughs> totally, you must try these ones. So there's these thali places. There is Kofi uh, Canteen for again local food. Uh-huh. Um, then there is uh, there is DTR, which is one of my favorite places to hang around. Mm-hmm. It also has great local food. Uh, I mean, I could go on and on about the places here, but I just <laughs> want to talk about these food preparations. Uh, if you really want to splurge, uh-huh. uh, I would also go to the Taj, uh, which is at uh, Aguada, Fort Aguada. Okay. 
So why I'm mentioning this is because if you really want to splurge and try the local cuisine, they have this thali, which is again unlimited. Okay. And for Taj pricing, one one thousand rupees is not bad at all. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and it's and it's a legendary thali. You must try that thali at the at the Taj Agwada Fort. Okay, I really like the concept of unlimited fish. So yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, I post this. I would probably want to talk about uh, the sweets, which Goa uh, is also known uh, okay. known for. So Goa has a bunch of different sweets. Some are uh, some come down from the Portuguese towards, like the Serra Serradura. I don't know how you pronounce it, Serradura or Serradura. Okay. Uh, Serradura uh, essentially means sawdust. So, wow, so it's a okay. weird name, but it is uh, it's essentially condensed milk with uh, biscuit powder. So it may sound really boring, uh-huh. but you have to try it. You okay. can you can try it either at Kokni Canteen, which I mentioned earlier. Right. You can also try it at uh, Mr. Baker, which is a pretty famous chain of cafes across uh, across Goa. Okay. Uh, my other favorites are. Bibink. So Bibink is oh, yes. another local delicacy. So Bibink is, is, is B- like this layer cake. Layer cake, cake yes. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. And within Panji, the best place to pick that up is a place called Confeteria Trintayo de Janeiro. That's 31st of January. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, now the polyglot and uh, Kaushal is picking up, but I won't try to repeat that after you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that's how the local would also call it Confeteria Trentai Om Janeiro. That's thirty first of January. Uh-huh. It's um it's 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 a little hidden, so you'll have to ask around as you enter Fontenas to to check with the locals where this place is. For mm-hmm. it has legendary bibinka. I mean, you can always pick it up at other places also, but this is my favorite place. Right, mm-hmm. right. Uh, and then there is Dodol, which is similar to bibik, but it's a little slightly darker. It's made from dates. Way more heavier, way more sweeter, according to me. Okay. But I pre- personally, I prefer the dodol. Okay. Um, how, how do you pronounce it? D o d o l dodol. Dodol, dodol. For that, my favorite place is a uh, is a place called Cafe Morango. Uh-huh. That's M O R A N G O, which is strawberries in Portuguese. Um, oh, nice. It sounds interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quite different, but yeah. Totally, it's a lovely place where you can pick up, uh, according to me, the best dodol. Okay. Okay. And uh, and the third one is a is is a very very local thing called Vond. That's V O N N. Vond V O N N. Now this is this has a very interesting history. Uh-huh. It was something which uh, which uh, the rich folks. I mean, I'm trying to find the right words to say these things, but but rich folks at that time would uh, when they would ser- do service and serve uh, people who were less fortunate. Okay. Mm. They would call it Kariban Chejewan or Bikaran Chejewan, and <laughs> so that that was something. So they would have different items in the in that meal, mm-hmm. and then the sweet would be called Vod, okay. which is you could, for lack of a better explanation, I would say it's like a liquefied dadal. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you ask me, this is my favorite uh, thing ever, perhaps more than dadal. So if you ask oh. me, it's, number one would be the would be Vod, mm-hmm. then dadal. Then Bibik and then Seradora. So, if you want to check out the best Vaughn, uh, firstly, it is uh, it's not available in uh, every place you would go to in Goa. It's not that oh, easy okay. to find it. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you could try it at this place called Chef Peter's Restaurant. Okay. Uh, it's in the Sangolda region. So, Sangolda is north of Panji. Okay. Uh, 
less than a, less than half an hour from Panchi. Mm-hmm. And restaurant's name is called Chef Peter's Restaurant. Chef Peter's. Chef Peter's, yeah. And he specializes in uh, all these forgotten and older recipes of Goa, wow. which are very, I mean, they're forgotten now. So right. Awesome. That's okay. There are a lot of new sweets to learn about because generally whenever anybody comes from uh, Goa, they would just get Always. the bevinka, bevinka. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we just at least I, I personally am aware only of that, but yeah, so many new things. I think look forward to eating all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and do try them at these specific places, even if you try them right. elsewhere. Right. Right. Me... Faisal was supposed and to then... go on a diet, by the way. Yeah, thank I'm you. Just putting the, putting it out oh, there. <laughs> that's not happening in my country. <laughs> 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 so. Yeah, so we, I think uh, before we get carried off, uh, carried away <laughs> by the food, we can continue down south uh-huh. towards uh, uh, Zuari and Sal, okay. which are uh, so these uh, rivers I have not explored as much as the others, mm-hmm. as Mandom Shapora, for example. Okay, but the areas around them are again very very interesting. For example, uh, by the Zuari uh, riverside, there is an area called Lutolim. Okay. Okay. Uh, which has these heritage houses of Goa. If you still want to see those old Portuguese mansions in a way, I wouldn't even call them houses. Okay. They're beautiful mansions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you must go to this area called Lutoli. Mm-hmm. Uh, then around the Sal River, then there is the Kavilosim, Parka, Asolna, and Navilim regions. Mm-hmm. We, we could go down to all the way to the Agonda and Palolim backwaters now. Mm. Okay. okay. So for me, if you ask me my favorite beach, in the whole world, forget about India, mm-hmm. has got to be Palolim. Okay. Now, <laughs> I know I'm getting into the beach side again, mm-hmm. the side, but it's because both Agonda and Palolim have backwaters. Right? Oh, okay. And these are really pretty, really unexplored. Mm-hmm. Even if people go to these beaches, mm-hmm. they don't typically go to these backwaters. So, so I would highly recommend going there, even if it is just for a walk mm-hmm. uh, or just for a short boat ride. Uh, Agonda and Palolem backwaters uh, also give you access to a bunch of other places. So, for example, from Palolem, mm-hmm. you can also do the beaches of uh, Butterfly and Honeymoon. Now I know I'm digressing and getting into the beach side, <laughs> but then, but but these are lesser explored. That's why I'm mentioning these. Yeah. So these backwaters are just great for just you know either doing a boat ride or exploring them on your own, just walking around there because mm-hmm. there are walk, walking paths as well. It's not like you can only go there by boat. Mm. Right, right. And then from there, if you go down south, now usually people end at uh, maybe at the most Patnem. So mm-hmm. Agonda, Padalem, then there is Patnem. There are a bunch of smaller beaches around there as well. Mm-hmm. People don't typically go beyond that because the Talpona and Galjibag and Rajbag beaches right. uh, and the river sides around there are most of them only have five star or luxury properties mm. and very few uh, budget properties. But mm-hmm. even if you're not staying there, I would highly encourage going there to just check out the river sites there. Okay. Um, of course, the beaches are also accessible. It's not like a big, because they are uh, five-star properties. You can't visit the beaches. You can still go there. Right. But the river side of uh, Talpona and Galjibag are also extremely beautiful. There are now budget, uh, I wouldn't say budget, but medium-range properties also coming up around the river side there. Mm-hmm. So Talpona and Galjibag are actually areas, again, I mentioned about uh, doing bicycle rides around the islands in the Mandovi River, right? Right, right, yes. So similarly, I would also encourage or suggest doing that around uh, Agonda, Palolem, Talpona and Galchibag. 
mm-hmm. because this is again a lovely region to be doing that. Okay. Doesn't have as much as traffic as the north does. Right. Very tranquil, very peaceful, uh, very picturesque. So great to go around on a bicycle. Right. I can just imagine Alia Bhatt. I think on a bicycle <laughs> going around Goa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That. Oh, by the way, just huh. a little bit. If, if your listeners want to know where she falls off the bicycle, right. That, that was in the region called Para in the north of Goa. Okay. Uh, it's very near to. to the vagator region which i was talking about earlier. oh okay okay apparently one of the beaches that um, is shot in the movie is um, the beach at morjem so i was just wondering okay. it's perhaps the one where they uh, where he plays sharukh plays uh, kabaddi right uh, he does kabaddi yes, kabaddi yes yes yeah. <laughs> perhaps that oh, one oh i didn't know that as well i didn't know that that yeah. info yeah <laughs> so yeah nice nice um, uh, welcome digression i guess <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> but but i think that brings us to the end of the uh, at least the coastline and the rivers mm-hmm. uh, the only place which i have not explored yet but i recommend going to because all my friends who've been there have freaked out and love that place mm. it's the kola beach lagoon okay uh, it's become it's a lagoon you, you couldn't call it either the beach nor a river but mm-hmm. it's a water body and it's lush beautiful uh not easy to access by car mm-hmm. yeah Uh, I know bicycles can go there. People can trek there. It lies slightly north of uh, Agonda Beach, mm-hmm. so you will have to be around Agonda to reach uh, Kola Beach. Lago. Okay. okay. If you just look up pictures of this place, you will want to go for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, you've left it uh, like a little mysterious place at the I end. Know. Also, that uh, one should go check out for himself or herself. Uh, so so yeah. including me because even I want to go there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's wonderful. Uh, is, is there is there more to the Riverside Goa that uh, you wanted to call out, Kaushal? Before we move on towards the end of the interview. Well, well at least in my notes, I think I've covered most of the things. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there is anything which I've missed out on, I could probably leave that in the comments. Uh-huh. Oh, but the one thing which I had saved for the last was, Faisal uh-huh. uh, uh, and I was talking about the importance of not contaminating. Rivers, mm-hmm. right? So, right. so that's something which I'm uh, really passionate about. I discovered this uh, non-profit, and when when I say non-profit, they're actually a non-profit. I know they are not doing commercial. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, or called G with Nadi. Okay. Uh, their website is called G with Nadi dot org. All right. Um, what I like about them is they are not only promoting and educating people about how you can uh, reduce your pollution and wastage. Uh, thereby keeping our rivers as clean as possible, mm-hmm. but they also give you free, free toxin-free lifestyle ideas. Oh, What wow. I mean by that is, so for example, if you use shampoo and soap and all that today, they are all you know, chemical-based, right? Right. Uh, what these guys give you is uh, recipes. So it's not they're not saying come buy it from us. You can make it on your own mm-hmm. from your uh, you know just picking up these ingredients from a local shop from. A, Ayurvedic or Yunani or these kind of uh, uh, places where you mm-hmm. get these ingredients, mm-hmm. and uh, you can make your own shampoo or toothpaste, for example. Mm-hmm. And it may sound really weird, but but I have personally tried these things as well. Mm-hmm. And they are not only they don't just feel good, smell good. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually land up not polluting, right? Because they're all organic things. Right. Right. So do do try out, do mm-hmm. visit that website and see. Yeah, right. we will definitely link that up in yeah. the show notes section of the 
podcast episode as well i think on that very wonderful note of um, how responsible one can be while traveling as well right it's not just about going and um, absorbing the sights and sounds of the place um, you also can contribute back by helping to preserve it and uh, jeevat nadi is one such endeavor uh, as i said earlier we will definitely link that in the show notes section so you can go check them out for yourselves um but kaushal um i would love to thank you very very much for uh, coming and sharing this uh, hidden gem of goa right because uh, as as we said at the beginning goa is synonymous with beaches with partying mm-hmm. uh, with the music with the people with the tourists uh, with all those things uh, thank you yep. so much for taking us to this uh, lesser known parts of goa um, but uh, tell us how how our listeners can uh, read more about your work about your travels and uh, keep in touch with your work sure sure sir so um like you mentioned earlier my blog is called exoticgringo.com mm-hmm. that's the same handle on twitter and instagram just add exoticgringo mm-hmm. that's g r i n g o okay and on facebook it is go with gringo so sb.com/go with gringo thank you so much guys for having me over but it's been an absolute pleasure i've been wanting to be on this podcast long this time i love the content you guys do Thanks. since a lot of lot of people who i love listening to and fellow travelers have been on your podcast it's an absolute honor and thank you so much for having me no, no, thank likewise, you so much likewise because yeah, i think uh, this is one of the longest conversations uh, ongoing conversations i think kaushal and i had we started off <laughs> exactly a year ago about ka- having kaushal on the podcast yes. and uh, yep. life happened i guess the other things kept coming up but as they say there i durustai right uh, we're very very happy to have you and thank you so much kaushal it was a pleasure talking to you thank you so much kaushal likewise sir likewise pleasure thank you so much guys That was yet another great episode of The Bizarre Stories. If you guys like the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Audioboom, Savan, Pocket Casts, Castbox, Stitcher, or any other podcasting app available on iOS or Android. Please do leave us a review on iTunes. It goes a long way in the show's discoverability. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We go by the handle The Bizarre Stories. or if it suits you you could email us at themosafirstories@gmail.com or visit our website at www.themosafirstories.com for more information all of these links will be made available in the show notes section of each episode so here's to more traveling sharing and inspiring stay tuned for our next episode until then happy travels and goodbye